Welcome back to I Love You 3000 Minutes. My name is Brian. I'm Richard. And this is the podcast of time traveled back, Endgame style, to rewatch the entire Infinity Saga from Iron Man 1 to Spider-Man Far From Home. This is minute 82, uh, oh, one marvelous minute at a time. This is minute 82 of Iron Man 1. We're finally on that action scene that was rumored to be just for the trailers, that John Favreau was like, I didn't spend a year and a half doing this to just have it for the trailers. And Mr. Richard, what happened in this minute? Well, um, so Rhodey's on the phone. Does it go straight from there to him saying, uh, I don't remember all the details of it. Can Basically, last think? minute he said, nope. And he said, good, because we're, uh, it's about to be blown from Kingdom Come. Right. Okay. We're so, blown to Kingdom Come. Yes. And so from there, from that point, it's just a lot of, uh, it's just Tony like being chased by the fighter jets and a lot of cool maneuvers he does. Then trying to shoot him down. A very actiony sequence here. So, yeah, I dug it. The uh, there's a lot of HUD info. I'm sure we'll be able to get. But as soon as he says it's going to be blown to kingdom come, the jets come in behind Tony and says that's my exit. And he spins out of there. Mm-hmm. Corn screws out. And the jets start coming at him. Uh, I believe he uh, goes supersonic. Yeah, right before yep. uh, one of the Whiplash one. Oh, Whiplash one called the room where everyone's talking on the phone's ballroom. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he Whiplash one shoots a missile after Tony after he goes supersonic, and Tony deploys flares and it almost hits him it gets too close that it still launches him forward and then he catches his bearings the two fighter jets recognize that he deployed flares immediately and like they did their own corkscrew which didn't make much sense to me like why not just go down and go up instead of turning that was around 44 seconds is that okay i guess they're kind of turning to the left so they don't go through the fire so much but they still corkscrew it's very uh visually satisfying so i didn't know if it was essential but yeah tony after getting hit by just the concussion from the flares setting it off he kind of has trouble getting his bearings back kind of like how he was falling when he got ice except his repulsors were still going off. Mm-hmm. He just was having trouble catching himself. Ah, so that actually may have prepared him for this moment. Like, yeah. he's falling, spinning, and then when he gets control, he had to save himself or still hit the ground. Mm-hmm. So, I was prepared for that. And then they have tracer rounds after him, shooting him, and uh, he gets hit once or twice? Once, twice, yeah, definitely at least a couple times. And... He, the last part says deploy air brakes. So let's go through this and see what's up on the HUD. Oh, earlier at around 16 seconds, Rhodey asked Whiplash 1, what is it? And the uh, pilot said, I've got no idea. And they tried making radio contact, but he just wasn't returning their call, I'm guessing. I'm guessing since he can pick up phone calls, he can get the actual call. But it would be pretty awkward if it's like, okay, that's my exit. And they're like, bogey, please respond. Um. No, thank you. It's like, <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> right, right. I suppose we don't know for sure that Tony built a radio antenna into him, his helmet or whatever, but he probably did. Yeah, he, he got pre- the phone yeah. call. You know? Well, that's a phone call. That's different from the radio, being, receiving it on the radio. I guess. 
I gotta imagine if he's gonna put it so that he can answer his cell phone. I would hope he could make it so they could contact. But possibly not. Let's see if there's anything on the HUD. Alright, so it says engage supersonic flight. It says the F-22 Raptor, so it's saying what kind of plane is behind him. Alright, so those things, we get a view of what those things that we thought were planes look like on his like radar thing. And, I don't know, they kind of look like very, very like minimalistic crude drawings of a airplane. However, there's nothing showing the two Raptors right behind him on that little thing. Part of the heads-up display that has engaged supersonic flight coming from it. And this is around 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I'm not actually confident that those were planes that it was tracking. But interestingly, right before going supersonic, the flaps fold in to minimize air resistance. Mm-hmm. Or another word for it would be drag to minimize drag. Gotcha. And then he has a nice trail behind him. And I really, really liked at 29 seconds, the view of the sun has a lot of water particles on it. So digitally, they recreated the effect of a real camera being in the clouds, just getting little water molecules on it and messing up its view. So I really appreciated that little detail. Mm -hmm. It added a bit of realism. Mm -hmm. That is cool. But yeah, Whiplash 1, I believe it's Whiplash 1, got a lock, and Jarvis warned Tony. And if I'm not mistaken, the flares might be the thing that he... Now, I don't know if the flares come out of the same part that he had to break open to break the flaps open when he was iced. Possibly, Mm -hmm. I know it was on his hip, but it may have been on the wrong... Does look really similar. Different hip, yeah. And then at around 51 seconds where they're about to start firing the tracer rounds, on the screen it says M61 range rounds 480. So they've got 480 rounds, tracer rounds. And I only know that these are tracer rounds because someone was talking about it in Mission Impossible Fallout. That's what causes that visual effect or that effect of the bullets going through the air. That's very comic book like they do in Avengers. How they look like a long line? Yeah. Like that? Yeah, okay, so those are tracer rounds. Gotcha. Yeah, because if they're just shooting regular bullets, then it's... It's just a regular bullet. All you're going to see is mul- uh, muzzle shots and maybe one ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to see the bullets really gotcha. flying through so clearly. That's cool. Yeah, but it's showing on the HUD at the end of the minute, deploy air brake, and I think it might be highlighting a couple spots where he got hit. But it ends on a beautiful, just screensaver kind of moment of him opening all his flaps and engaging maximum drag. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's about to shoot the, the repulsors to help hit the, hit the brakes. Oh, which, yeah, true. Which is going to be um, a lot of stress on his body. Probably uh, probably an unbearable amount yeah. of stress on his if, body. If this wasn't a world where you could get a second heart <laughs> transplant thingy without any sedative uh-huh. and be fine to jump up and walk around. <laughs> That's got to be the best, like the number one thing to excuse any type of non-realism. If anyone was like, "That's not realistic," be like, "Tony had two heart surgeries within a week, maybe <laughs> with mm-hmm. no sedative." And the second time he was fully awake and he just let it all. Right. <laughs> so yeah. this was ooh. a cool this was a cool shot and a cool scene to keep in though. Oh yeah. They were they I'm, never even considered taking it out. Okay. There was just a stupid rumor. 
Gotcha. But I loved around 58 seconds, actually, when he gets hit. There's pieces that break off. Yep. 58, 59 seconds. You don't usually see that. Like, I love the movie Speed Racer, but they hit each other so much, and the paint job is... After. Mm. Like mm. those cars really smack into each other and just for lack of a better metaphor, the Matrix fight each other with cars. <laughs> and unless it actually explodes, it still arrives at the finish line with a pristine paint job. Sounds like Speed Racer is a drinking night movie. Dude, Speed Racer is dope. Yeah. Speed Racer is my second favorite Wachowski Sisters movie that I've ever seen. Matrix being the first one. I still need to see Bound. That was their first movie. I hear it's amazing. I hear Jupiter Sending is not. And I hear that Cloud Atlas, which I saw but was bored, would probably be much better served if you weren't sober. If you were under a certain type of intoxicant that could open up your mind. But sober, boring. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, Matrix 2 and 3, they're all right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm forgetting something else from their filmography. But don't remember what. So, but yeah, Speed Racers, besides like a really weird two-minute exposition scene that's super confusing and super glossed over, like somehow it's two minutes long, but they gloss over it so quickly that you're just like, what the fuck were they talking about? That wasn't explained well. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that movie is gold. You're talking about in the beginning of The Matrix? No, in Speed Racer. Halfway through, like, two very ancillary characters talk and explain this whole... The entire world? Just their plan. They're like, oh, this is what the twist will be. And then later, the characters are pissed off. And I'm like, okay, I know they must be pissed off about what they just were discussing, but I don't understand what they were discussing, and there was a lot of fast editing to distract from how boring all that discussion was, so I'm really confused. But other than that, it's a... Oh, man, that's a... It's just literally like being on a... I guess figuratively, I've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother. Like being on a roller coaster, watching that. And if it hadn't tanked, they would have made a 3D sequel that would have come out before Avatar. And oh my gosh, mm-hmm. if they did a 3D conversion of Speed Racer, I'd be in the theaters, in a in a drive-in theater, with a mask, tomorrow. <laughs> I'd be like, yes! <laughs> um, but... Drive-in sound like a fun time. It sounds like a fun time with uh, me, you, and Maddie, my convertible. Hey, if you want to go, uh, I know Christian had been considering it when I accidentally told him about the Big Lebowski after it already screened and it wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd be down for either us taking two cars, like with him, his girlfriend, Maddie, me, and you, or just all five of us mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Sounds like a fun time. Yeah. But. Yeah. Oh, my uh, my backseat can hold a baby thing. Or not a baby thing, a car seat for a child seat. I think I'd still be nervous enough that I wouldn't want to be at a place with a convertible in a drive-in theater. No? No. Also, I know myself. If it's hot at night, there's going to be bugs, and I'm just going to be like... You can get some bites. I'm going to get some... I would get some bites. <laughs> yeah. I don't want bites. <laughs> just a few. I don't want bites. It's the price of fun sometimes. No! <laughs> I can have that fun and not pay that price. Not at a drive-in. <laughs> yeah, I could. Oh, if you don't have a computer. Just close it all. Have the air conditioning. It's not as 
whatever. I like it. I can make my my car very dark so it's not just like the all the lights on the Tesla and stuff. It would not be distracting. Mm-hmm. We've been to driving theaters. We did like two or three of them while we were on our road trip. Nice one summer ago. Anyway, anything else for this minute? Nah. Cool beans. I really hope you check out Speed Racer, after, especially after that big detour. But if you want to. Bites! But if you want to follow along in the minutes, go on Instagram at I Love You 3000 Minutes. And if you're watching our video, please like, subscribe, and check out the other minute podcasts because they're. I'm Richard. I'm Brian. You've got an army. We've got a podcast.